You're listening to the All Things Geekery podcast. This is episode 16 of season three, We Need the Bread. I'm your host, Detached. Hey guys, and I'm Victus. We want to welcome all our listeners back to the show. And if it's your first time with us, then we thank you guys for stopping in and joining us. We hope you guys enjoy this episode. In this episode, we're going to discuss the imminent release of Destiny 2's latest expansion, Shadowkeep. We're first going to do a brief recap of the current state of Destiny, then we'll discuss all the new places, items, and changes that we know are coming for Shadowkeep, and finally, we'll discuss our hopes for the expansion and where we think it will take Destiny. So, probably the strongest Destiny has been going into expansion as a whole. Uh, since ever. Since ever, I think. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. I would definitely uh, well, say okay. since ever. Some could argue maybe between uh, the Taken King going into Iron Lords, maybe Rise of Iron. Rise of Iron. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was just watching Bice's video. That's funny. I <laughs> Iron Lords. I would definitely say. Taking King to Rise of Iron was one of the best to date, except for this. I believe this is the best Bungie has had in year two for sure. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I mean, because we had the the fantastic release of Forsaken expansion. We've had little pieces in between then, which some have been good, some have been okay. I, I not not a whole lot of great, but depending on which one you how you look at it, like the the very focus on Gambit, some people really enjoyed because they play a lot of games. Oh my some god, people, the entire season dedicated to nothing but <laughs> PVE PvP grind. Yes, I have played yes. so many dang Gambit matches. I don't want to ever play again a Gambit match again. I really, <laughs> really don't. But then, you know, that that's where it was kind of sh- the shortcoming on it. Was it kind of focused too much on one aspect? The story was there, but you had to really dig into it. It wasn't like an extra addition like we saw with um, the next one after that, which was, I'm drawing a blank right now. We had the raids of Last Wish. We had the raids of Skirt. Oh, Black Armory. Oh, you're talking uh, Black Armory. I was wondering. Yeah, I was uh-huh. wondering where you were going with that. I was just kind of letting that buzz, yeah, you know, well, the, collide. The next seasons, <laughs> like we're talking, we're talking like the seasons in there. So, uh, yes, we were so, right into Black Armory. Which let's talk Black Armory for just a second. We've got Gambit, okay. who focuses an entire season around, uh, you know, a PvP PVE style gameplay, which okay, that's not bad. It does have some lore. It's got some story tied in, like you said. Black Armory, I think. For the true grinders of the game that were out there, they were okay with putting in some time. But Black Armory as a whole, I don't think really did a whole lot for the story to progress where we're going. It was no just a filler. It was a back, it was a fill-in of the back history of the Destiny universe of the secret organization that was created. Yeah. And you're discovering about them. That cool. was cool. It was cool. It was but, cool. 
again, nothing to like further along the story that at least with Joker's wild, there was bits and pieces that are like, okay, we we're seeing some more of the players that are happening in the background. Okay. We see, we're seeing a little bit more of that. You get tons so, of lore in the Joker's wild that yeah. I loved because it, it yeah. really kind of expands the story. And one of my favorite characters in the story to date so far has definitely been the drifter. Uh, I really, I really just kind of like his character. He's dark. He's mysterious. And the, uh, the, you know, the quest that you can get to either follow the Vanguard or him, I thought was a cool little mix, but you've got to put in the time to Gambit to be able to get to that spot. So a lot of focus seemed to be fill in for uh, year two stuff in some of those seasons. I think Bungie's probably learned a lot on what their sure. audience definitely wanted and did not want. So uh yeah well and, and we're approaching a major expansion here so we're going to see pieces affect everything in the game yeah um like we saw with forsaken like we saw with you know taken king like we saw with um rise of iron uh but even with i mean you can look at the different sections there was for those that want to grind for something or work towards an accomplishment there was something added in every season oh absolutely something refined yeah absolutely in every season and that also means for those coming into, let's say somebody starts Destiny right now, even though we're on the cusp of an expansion release, there is so much stuff to do, which is good. There's an, an over... You're not going to get left behind either. <laughs> no, you're not. Right now. But if you're new to Destiny, I have a buddy of mine who recently just jumped in uh, to Destiny 2, and it was overwhelming for him. Just because of the amount <laughs> of stuff that would pop up on the screen, you know, he, he went ahead and bought all the expansion stuff and loaded into it. And he said the amount of things that popped up on my screen, he was like, oh, where do I go? What do I do? How's this work? Why am I even in here? I don't want to play this game anymore. And literally <laughs> two days in, he was like, I'm done. It's just too much. So, well, and go ahead. I, I, was, I was just saying, when you say there is so much stuff to do, it's almost borderline too much if you haven't really kind of kept up with where the story is and what's going on. I mean, we're talking two years worth of material that has really just kind of, you've got vanilla year two. That was a big story. A lot of, a lot of game. It's a lot of time commitment to be able to get through that story. Then you've got the rest of these pieces that have been added large stories lots of gameplay tons of quests so it, i think i think if you haven't kept up, up with it it's a little overwhelming yeah uh and that's where bungie doesn't do this but our lore masters out there <laughs> um fill in that gap for those coming in right now so right. at least you can get a foundation of story yeah. before going in uh, so like most notable is the, the recent release of Bives four hour long, the story of destiny up to this point, up to this point, as, as, I have up to this point, covering, yeah. covering the past all the way up to now, Yeah, which we have a lot of lore masters out in our community, which is amazing to get a hold of, especially, uh, especially Bife and a few of these other, uh, other people that are out in the realm, but a four, a four hour video just to cover the story, the main story of Destiny, where we are today. Yeah. That is ridiculous. Yeah, and that's not even, I mean, he didn't even nitpick or like really get into detail, but he just could 
you can't. It's high level. Yeah, or it'd be like, yeah, it'd be like 16 hours. This <laughs> yeah. is high level. This is this is to get you understanding about the critical pieces yeah, the world. of of Destiny's world. Yeah. Of Destiny's universe going on. I, I think watching that, if somebody were coming right into um, you know, we're gonna talk about New Light in Shadow Keep, but coming right into New Light come October 1st, watch that. You watch that, and even though there's like a bazillion things that pop on your screen, you know, hey, okay. They talked about that one. Yeah, I know what that is. Oh, okay. So I I can go do that one and find out about this person, um, because I can understand being bombarded, and that goes back to the whole mentality of like if you were to hop into World of Warcraft at any point after expansion one, there's just no idea. You have no idea what's going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's just no so idea. much stuff. Uh, I, that happened to me last uh, over the last couple of weeks, actually. Uh, I'm still on the hunt for that uh, MMO game that uh, kind of fills that spot, that slot, and uh, I still, I don't know, I went back to Lord of the Rings Online, and it's just so much stuff, and I don't know, I, I have played so many MMOs that I think I may, I may just be burnout, I may just be done with MMOs, right? So I may just need to stop <laughs> looking for that, for that game to fill that slot. But you know, detached. We're 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 talking about an action. I MMORPG I know, right but it's now. not here yet. It's not here yet. Oh, okay. So it comes it comes out October first. You know, we've only got just a few <laughs> days left to be, <laughs> to be able to do it. <laughs> but uh, there is there's something about playing a MMO on a PC versus a you know large scale action RPG like a Destiny or something off of a console. It kind of fulfills that need of an MMO style game. But if you haven't played in a long time, it's overwhelming. And that's what happened to me as well. So, but I think the current state of Destiny, where we're at right now, if players come in, I think the game is in a pretty healthy spot. We've got tons of things for them to do to keep them busy, keep them occupied, keep them active, I think engaged. I think there are plenty of exotic quests regular quests plenty of story i mean mm -hmm. there's just so many things to talk about that you could jump right into destiny right now and play well yeah i mean for those hopping in you have the original story that happened with d2 the red war then you have what took place in between that and forsaken then you have the entire story campaign of forsaken which i mean that that right there is going to take you a while to chew through and and just fully understand all that so yeah that's a lot the grind on top of that if you wanted to go for that it's there the bonus about even the current state as it is is that once you hit max experience level which is 50 they immediately give you gear to bump you all the way up to 690 power level yeah which then allows you to do most of the activities everybody else is with so you can already catch up now they're going to be implementing a system we'll talk about just a little bit that is even better. Or they're going to augment how they do things. It's going to be even better for team play, for you know, not leaving people behind, etc. No man left behind. Yeah. No man yeah. left behind. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I mean, if we want to break down, you know, talking about PVE, it's it's really in the best places, but you know, best state has been in since D2. Minus some of the broken weapons. That have there, taken place a, a little bit. There's a few broken weapons <laughs> in there, but I th yeah, you're right. PVE is in a very, very good spot right now. I think. Yeah. Well, 
we've been taking some of the teams through uh, even some of the older raids and they they still present a pretty decent challenge i think which is yeah which is a a good idea for uh, you know teams that are wanting to work together to go into this new season i think i think some of these older raids still prove, prove you know they they prove a good logistical challenge i think at times so uh, yeah. yeah there's there's tons of stuff in the pve realm to do uh, still a good challenge I think there's still a I mean, lot of uh, a lot of broken things, but sure. good things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, major events are still valid. You still can grind for stuff and get rewarding stuff out of them. We still have plenty of exotic quests. You know, if you're starting out, um, there's even some I still have yet to do on my characters. Um, the one you know that's PVE, then the one side that's not the best shape is pvp uh, yeah uh, it's in a uh, it's in a pretty shambled of a state yeah well and that's mostly because of balance because yeah. you know everybody says the first one third of a pvp match is great like there's a lot of gunplay happening you know you can really do that and then supers come in and you could have multiple supers starting at one third game all the way to end and it's just there's that then there's not a whole lot of weapon archetypes are being are there's a couple weapon archetypes that aren't even being used right now uh with scout rifles being the predominant one i haven't seen those being used in meta or even close to meta in a long time even in pvp pve yeah sidearms are another one yeah i mean i think those but that's that's tuning stuff yeah it's tuning stuff and i don't know i if you look back at d1 scout rifles were pretty prominent in pve and pvp they were they were dominant and then they just yeah. got all kinds of broken for d2 and they've just never been in a good spot yeah i mean and maybe that's also because the maps we've been used to they're not some of the long range maps that we played in d1 yeah. that could be why and everyone's medium so you have your pulse rifles because they cover such a big distance depending on which one you pick up so that could be it but even in PvE, when you would expect pulse rifles, they're just not they're not being used. Yeah. Uh, possibly in the future. Well, I hope I hope that they tune the things. I hope they tune scout rifles uh, for for this new upcoming expansion. I hope they bring them back into uh, <laughs> their state of glory how they used to be. <laughs> uh, I think yeah. I think. You know, you talked about supers for a little bit for uh, for PvP, and I don't know. There's just a, there's a lot of the roaming supers that were broken for a long time. I don't know. We've we've seen a lot of little glitchy things happen with supers in the in these last probably year or so. I mean, yeah. the the infinite nova bombs from the warlock, just the spamming uh, yeah. that happened. I mean, literally every second you could spam a nova bomb. Was it funny? Yes, it was hilarious to get in and, and do it. I, I jumped in and did it myself. Uh, and Bungie even knew about it. So they, they said, hey, we're not going to fix this right now. People, people hopped in. They just knew it was broken. So they were having fun. And, uh, you know, we've seen things like the, I don't know if it was in PvP so much as it was PvE, but the broken hammer glitch for the Titans where you could just infinitely throw hammers. Mm -hmm. oh, I think it was both. It may it may have been, uh, yeah. I, in fact, I think it was PvP and P PVE. 
Uh, we've seen that, and then the whole glitch with the spectral blades on the hunter that just the stupid thing lasted for what felt like 10 minutes. I mean, there have been multiple times where I was in a PvP match, would literally, this, you know, hunter would pop his super, I would die by a spectral blade, I would spawn on, I would respawn on the opposite side of the map, and here comes the same hunter with the spectral blades killing me on the opposite end of the map. Yeah. So, yeah, I think supers, they just, Bungie saw, hey, they're broken, um, we don't want to put our time and stuff into really fixing them right now, because they've got this massive expansion that the team's working on so i don't know i would like to see some reworking of how the supers function inside pvp i'd like to see pvp just kind of come back to how it used to be uh in d1 d1 was super competitive it was fun things just they were tuned well and they worked and i don't know the d2 crucible has never been a fun realm really they just never have been able to tune it correctly for whatever reason yeah and they you know we, we can kind of just merge right into what's coming in shadow keep they've said that as you just mentioned they're working on just the content of shadow keep with some minor tuning happening to weapons and supers and uh, the overall playlist but they said uh, after Shadowkeep launches, then they'll work on a balancing of PvP. Yeah. They understand that, or, hey, it's it's not, a, they've admitted, it's not in a good place, but they need to dedicate resources where it's going to get the most gain right now yeah. of stuff. And that was getting Shadowkeep out. Right. You know, in a good state with everything working correctly, et cetera. But. Which I, which I think is smart. I mean, your, your core. Your core players want a good experience when they hop into this new expansion that comes out. And this new expansion has got to have the story. It's got to have the engagement. And PvP is kind of the side bit of it. There's tons of PvP peers out there, but they've got to have that side bit as well. So I like that they're putting yeah. the resources where they need. And Bungie's able to do that now. So it's nice to see all that. Yeah, absolutely. But that does give us a nice little segue right into what is coming in Shadowkeep. Mm, there's lots of things coming in Shadowkeep. Like just ooge amount of stuff. Just ooge. Ooge. And that's, ooge. And that's spelled U-G-E. Ooge. Oh, apostrophe U-G-E. Apostrophe U-G-E. Excuse me. Let, yeah, let's be technical about a word that doesn't even really exist. Okay. Hey. Just, hey, hey. He's for he's for horses. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah, Shadow Keep. You know, let's let's get back on track. Biggest one probably will cause the most impact. I'm gonna I'm say new light. Mm-hmm. I I love this wording too. New light. New light. Yep. I think we're gonna have a whole bunch of kindergartens hit the road. Yeah. October first, because it's gonna be free. Yep. Right. New light will be so free 80, to any person that downloads it. Yeah. So you're talking, you're talking PCs, you're talking Xboxes, you're talking PlayStation 4s, all downloading Destiny Shadow Keep. Well, New Light. Excuse me. Yeah. It's going to be Destiny, Destiny New, light. new Light. Yeah. Yep. But they've got tons of access. I mean, there's so many things oh. coming with New Light. It's ridiculous. So much. Yeah. So much. I think uh, this is a good step for Bungie to bring new yeah. players into the game that maybe wanted to try it but didn't want to pay the money and didn't want the constant oh well 
after I buy the game, then I've got to get these DLCs. And I think it's a little easier for people like us who have bought into the MMO style games where we just know that we're going to put the grind time in for an MMO and there's going to be an expansion and DLCs and we got to pay for them. I think we just kind of got accustomed to that style. But for new players who have never really done that, who just want a game, I bought the game and I just want to play the game. They, they now they get, they get this with new light, which is cool. Yeah. Well, I, and then what's really going to be really neat is the way destiny is going to launch a person that's just starting off a new life mm-hmm. is we're seeing the return of the original mission of destiny one. That was us being revived by our ghost and playing through and getting introduced to being a guardian. Yeah. We're seeing that come back. They're introducing that. You're going to go, you're going to play all the way up to where you get that first ship and it's going to fly you to the tower. And then however, I no idea how they're going to start that mission. I mean, I kind of want to start a new account just so I can go play that mission again. Yeah, you absolutely could. Absolutely could go grab one of the, uh, uh, random Xbox accounts or something like that. Yeah. Go, go spin it up. And, uh, I really wonder if they're going to drop them off in a tower, like old school tower, or are they going to like bring them right into the red war or they going to see that's, that's what we don't know. See, that's kind of why I want to start a a new account just to go experience and see how they do that. Yeah. But even, even still, it's so cool that they'll get to experience that initial, you know, revival of your guardian. You, You get to design your guardian. Your, your ghost is there. He introduces himself and going through that entire process so i think exciting for all those well and here's the cool part too is everybody who comes into new light and a lot of people are are talking about well if i come into new light then there's going to be so many things that are out leveled to me well actually there's not now because new light everyone who starts is going to get their light boosted to the current today's cap which is 750 so like we like we talked about earlier no man left behind you're going to be able to come into that game already capped at where everybody else is so that you can start right off the bat and go experience those things just like everybody else does. That yeah. is amazing. Yeah, that's another smart move. Because uh, it's daunting, right? It, oh for those gosh, yeah. that say hop in WoW retail right now, when I say WoW retail, I mean the Battle of Azeroth expansion. I think... Max levels 120, mm. 125, yeah, something think, like that. Think, and having to grind through all those, they've made it more efficient, but still having to grind through all those to get up to, hey, I can finally do end game stuff. Mm-hmm. You're going to hit Destiny. You're going to get through that first story and you're going to immediately be able to start running with people. Now, not saying you'll be able to do end game, but you'll at least be able to get access to a lot of the activities, like all the year one strikes all the year one raids up to this point. Uh, a lot of the, um, the exotics, all the content that's been year one, you'll, you'll get access to, yeah. to play through But also you'll be able to go play uh, the strike playlist. You won't be able to directly select strikes of the new season. Right. But you, you'll, but you'll get be able the to playlist. Go, yeah. You'll be able to go in the playlist. I don't know if that means they'll just, kind of be negated from being matched into new maps, new strikes, or if they will, it'd probably be easier for Bungie to just say, hey, if you do the strike, you'll you'll be able to randomly get into the strike of the new one. Uh, 
or, or any new ones down the road. But whoever they work it. So you get to do that. You get to go into all the PvP. Yeah. All the PvP, which is awesome. There's no limiting on that due to seasons or anything like that, which is good on you, Bungie. You get to come in and play, you know, a lot of PvPers out there. So Yeah. Uh I think I think it's a smart move. They really opened up a lot of content. And then I think this is probably the best feature that Bungie's doing for everybody, and that's with the Battle Pass system. A lot of people are like, yeah. oh, I, I, don't, I don't like the Battle Pass system. I don't want to do a Battle Pass. <laughs> Even some of our closest friends that play Destiny with us all the time are like, like I, I hate this thing. I, and they've had bad experiences with other games who have done Battle Passes. But Well, they're like, they hear Battle Pass and like, oh, Fortnite. Yep. Oh, I mean, uh, well, and that's and that's the one of the big the big players out there that uh, you know brought the battle pass system. So this I think is smart because it's it's a it's another way for for Bungie to have some income. They got to make money. It's a game yep. company. I'm okay with that, but it's not your typical battle pass system. Mm. So they have already outlined their their seasonal battle pass that's going to give loot for both free players and your seasonal DLC buyers and your season pass holders as well. So there is literally content for every single category no matter whether you've bought it or you're a free player. And that's amazing. Yep. That's yeah, that's good jobs. It is almost identical if not very identical to what we see in Dauntless at this time being, as they have a battle pass system already rolled out. And that thing very works very well. Yeah. It made a lot of sense because you could go through and you could have your free uh, battle pass system, which granted you some items as you leveled up. But if you were a purchased, this is mirrored just in Destiny's battle pass. If you were purchased the season, there is a tier now below you is if you hit that exact same rank, you now get an extra reward yeah. for doing this. So uh, there is a fear about it to, to see what they include in that battle pass system. Well, there's a lot of um, stuff that they've included that, uh, I mean, there's some exotic weapons, uh, there's gear. So, I mean, right off the bat, the fear is uh, this is an exotic weapon. What happens if it ends up being one of the best weapons in game and you get it for right. free? I yeah. mean, go back. Let's go back. Destiny one day one of when Zur arrived in Destiny one. The weapon that he had became one of the golden era games or weapons of the game. And that was Galhorn. Was it like day one, like first time he'd been there? First time he'd been there. Galahorn. Hmm. And people were like, I don't want a rocket launcher. So they, a lot of people skipped it. And, yeah. and it ended up being literally the best, one of the best weapons ever in the game. All the way through. All, all the way to the end. All the way to the end. And, the, and that's the fear of, of free loot that has you know an exotic piece of gear in it that could potentially drop and be one of the best things that has ever come out. So yeah, I think it's a I think it's a legitimate concern, but you know, again, there's there's the the whole side of uh, if you if you're not willing to put the time in, you should never be able to to get exotic weapons, which I don't I don't think is right at all. Uh -uh. 
random. Yeah, it's it truly is. It's it's all about RNG. You know, if you get it, great. If not, you know that that would be like saying, oh, only the only people that should ever be able to get exotic weapons or or the best roles are the people who put fifteen hours a day into the game. <laughs> yeah. Really? I mean, well, you have you have the random chance of a person getting exotic, but then you also have those that want to grind for it, the exotic quest. Yeah. Uh, what I hope for the battle pass system is either ornaments for weapons or because I, is there actually going to be weapons or is it going to be ornaments for weapons? I heard it was going to be, uh, I heard it was going to be both. I heard there were going to okay. be things such as ornaments. I heard there were going to be actual pieces of gear drop as well. Interesting. Yeah. I, uh, because the new transport system, which we're about to talk about mm, with Armor 2.0. That's one of my favorite. That's what that's going to be one of the most exciting things for me is oh, that yeah. system right there. I could literally spend yeah. probably hours just doing that. <laughs> but we'll talk about yeah. that in a second. Yeah, talk about that in a second. So go, if they put worthy items along the way, yeah, like especially hitting that max level of your battle pass for your season, because it will refresh every season. Um, that they release stuff so every three months roughly bef- between seasons I th- so you have you know have more stuff to grind for your your battle pass will reset uh i i hope that except for at like end tier maybe have a weapon there but it's accessible via both or or it's for free thereby for both right um Everything else is ornaments. Like you can't get this exotic ornament or this like really awesome uh, armor piece, which is thereby a ornament that you can use with your current gear. Just can change your look. Uh, you can get those at the season. Like you bought the season pass. Yeah. Which is cool. So I do like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but. No buts. It's just right into armor 2.0. Like that's number two on most impacting of what is coming with Shadowkeep. Yeah, no buts here at all. Mm-mm, no buts. So armor. No buts about it. Armor 2.0. You know, I, personally, I would like to see in a, both armor 2.0 and a weapon 2.0 system. Uh, we're not gonna. We're not gonna see a weapon 2.0 system. But uh, I think I think the armor 2.0 is been needed for a long time that system has needed a revamp for a very long time uh just with the whole uh, it's been glitchy it's been kind of odd to set up your tune really and i think uh, with the direction bungie wants to go with this more action-based mmo with the story this gives us a lot more control over how we can uh, change our character make them more powerful set up the stuff that we really want and yeah, this armor 2.0, the mods and the different thing that we're going to be able to expand upon, uh, I think just gives us the freedom that we want now. Or I hope will give us the freedom that we want. Yeah. Everybody out there has wanted the ability to keep the stats, but change their look. Oh, yeah. And now they're bringing that with armor 2.0. And that by itself is completely uh, reworking and causing all armor previous to this point to be now items for collection. Because once you unlock it, you don't even have to keep it. You can just 
dismantle it, but it's still a uh, option for you to transmort to. I, okay, this is and see, this is what I we could talk about this for a long time because there are so many good looking pieces of armor in this game. Mm -hmm. There are just as many bad looking pieces of armor in this game, and very much so. The 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 good I do I do I do think it outweighs the bad, and I am very excited because I get I get to find my errant knight set for the hunter. Once again, I will <laughs> that once was a again, good set. I will once that again be a ninja set. in this game. <laughs> yeah, but no, we have to look like vagabonds because we've got all the sh the shattered thorn armor set because it's got the best rules of stuff. It it does, yeah, and that's and that's the bad part. So yeah, transmogrification. Yes, that is a long word, but uh, anybody who has ever played an MMO knows that most of them now have that most of them now have this system they've got cosmetics all kinds of uh -huh. cosmetic slots because people want to look dang good while they're playing a game all right yeah. bungee should have had this should have had this system in place five years ago <laughs> they're working on it. they had to do some couple separations they, yeah they, to be able to get of, to this point a couple of things yeah a couple of things a couple of things so uh, so yeah the transmorg is one uh, I am, and you are most looking forward to the impactful one as part of 2.0 will be the mod system, mm -hmm. which is going to be super cool because you'll get, for one, mods are going to infinite use. Yes. Thank awesome. goodness gracious. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Whoever designed that system to begin with that once you use a mod and you get rid of it, it's done, needs to be throat chopped. Just straight up punched them right in the Adam's apple. That that developer and I was like, wait, what? And I did. If you don't have an Adam's apple, I'm still gonna punch you in your Adam's apple. <laughs> because you implemented a system I didn't like. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's how I, that's 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 how I felt about it. Yeah, this new system, uh, like you said, infinite mods, I think brings a whole new level of oh my god, I can customize my character. Make your guardian feel and look how you want. You get to Barbie your Barbie up your guardian now, and not just have to worry about. Oh, I really like that helmet, but all the rolls on it. Yeah, the rolls suck. suck. Yeah, no, no now more. Just, okay, yeah. click, click, done. I get to go. I really hope they bring back the Dragonborn set or the Dragon set because that was the Dragonborn lit. set. Interesting. I didn't realize that there was a you know a cross uh, cross section between dragon. the sea. Close enough. <laughs> Uh, yeah, all the uh, all the Skyrim uh, all the Skyrim fans out there are going, oh, Dragonborn, huh? In Destiny, I need to come play this that's, game that's now. That's what I call that. That's what. I, yes, come play Destiny. Come play. Uh, on October first, New Light. Go get it. Yep. You will. You, you will. You actually pre-download it now. Tomorrow is now. It's a preload is happening right now. Well, for PC, for I think PC. consoles. Are, yes. Yeah, I think consoles are coming in tomorrow. Even though servers will be offline, you can pre-download. Yes. Tomorrow on console. Which is nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, look how you feel. And then uh, the mods, infinite use, start back on that. Uh, and then like greatly expanded the amount of customized mods that you can get to an obscene amount. Like they showed, you can go look, see screenshots. Yeah. There's almost too many account, and each one does a different thing. Some, some. Hey, you want to go sniper focus? You want to go shotgun focus? You, wanna, all that. You can look at that. 
there will be very more powerful mods. The I think of the legendary class. Uh, they will most of them will be under like legendary quests that you can go on or farm for legendary activities um, to get those. Now that also you can't just equip any combo of mod you want. Your armor will have a power to the armor mm -hmm. to, to notate only a certain combo of certain mods can go together. Like one mod costs two power. The other costs six. You have a total of nine power. Okay. You could probably do a three and six and there you go. You're done. Yeah. I don't know how many mods you can have at once. So like a whole bunch of twos, maybe. I don't, I don't know. I don't know that point. Maybe just two. Yeah. That, or three. that piece I'm, I'm excited to play around with and see how it really works. Now we are keeping what we currently have. Yeah, so all but the um, Solstice armor, Yes. if you farm that out and got it to Legendary and unlock that, that will that you will get a new copy of that that'll be Armor 2.0 right adaptable. Bat. Yes. Right off the bat. Hence why a lot of people, like myself, farm for all of them. So pretty much... Or farm for you... <laughs> pretty, much every, or farm for yeah, pretty much everybody going into Shadowkeep is going to be wearing the same thing, especially all the hardcore <laughs> players. They're just going to look alike. Because there are going to be, and they made note of this, that if you have some of those armor sets that have really synced up for your PV, PVE or PVP sets, you will probably run with those for a little while, even into armor 2.0, uh, up until there, it will take some time, but then you'll finally get armor that will outdo what you have right now. Yeah, and I do like what they did there is the the fact that we're going to be able to use our current stuff going in. It's just not completely extinct as soon as the game comes yeah. out. So, yeah. I don't know if you'll be able to infuse into old gear. No confirmation on that. To like bring it up and keep it up and run it. Yeah. They may have alluded to that in one of the videos or twabs. Um, that I haven't kept up with. I, I don't know. I've yeah. purposefully tried not to keep up with most of the information just to be surprised when I go into the game. So Yeah, I tried to, too, and then I had to write this script. So, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, we're... Stuff and watch stuff. <laughs> same. I have, too. I've tried to stay away from a lot of the big spoilers, uh, especially with all of the big YouTubers and Twitchers that went to Bungie and have been doing the pre those I haven't watched, the preplay. Yes. Yeah, I've stayed away from most of all of those. Really, the only yeah. one that I watched was a little bit of some of the the new PvP play to talk about how the heavy ammo works and just to see a little bit of the new maps that are coming. Well, they're not new maps; they're old maps they're bringing back in, but. Other than that, I have been pretty much uh, dark on all of the info, and I like that. Yeah, because they they did have their their NDAs finally lifted, where they could post their gameplay of I think the first mission of Shadowkeep. It's the it's it the was. opening mission, yeah. Opening mission of Shadowkeep for those that are not new lights. So those that are hopping in and have been here, you know, you're hopping right in the story of Shadowkeep. Yeah. So a um, whole bunch of content carriers went out to Bungie and they were able to play that. Yeah. Op opening mission, the one of the Nightfalls and the PvP play. I think that's all they've been able to see. Yep. Which show. is a lot. That's that's still a lot before a game comes out. Yeah. A lot. So. Um, uh, they they got to play the first mission, so that puts us into our next section. Back to the moon. Back to the moon. Because, uh, yeah, we get to go back to where we 
well, one of the first places we started in. Huh. Yep. In D1. Yep. Did you know uh, the moon's haunted? Uh, yes, the moon is haunted. Um, I, I've heard there are evil little cats that run around in the moon, and uh, you know they're, they're they're just bad things. So, cats. I was gonna go with wizards, but we can go with cats. Yeah, we'll go with cats. Um, we'll go with cats. I, I guess I could have said pink fluffy unicorns, but you know, uh, I'm sure that'll bring nightmares to some people. I'm sure, so yeah, I'm sure they will. Um, <laughs> Hence, what is happening on the moon? Uh, so there are we're going to get to go back to almost the exact area we we can confirm one area is identical to where we've been to in D1 moon uh you know roaming area but it's been transformed you're going to see a lot of changes happen to if you played D1 and went to the moon uh went to that area and did the patrols and, and everything else there areas are getting changed mm-hmm. uh someone's some parts of it may look familiar, like, okay, I remember that tram there, but now this gigantic fissure that's going through there. Yep, that's not, that wasn't there before. Or they've added now uh, the kind of centerpiece of this whole story is this crimson fortress, yeah. which has been built by the hive. Which has uh, been plastered all over the, all of the cover art and, and everything. All over. Up to, which looks amazing. It does. It reminds me of something right out of Lord of the Rings. I mean, <laughs> it, does. It, it looks like a, a, a Minas Morgul or, I was just, uh, you a know, red Minas Morgul. Yeah, it looks like a red Minas Morgul to me. So uh, yeah. Yeah, that that's a nerd moment for any of you people who know me, then pretty much everything relates back to Lord of the Rings. In some way, shape or form. Yeah, some some way, shape or form. So uh, Destiny is really a side spinoff of J.R. Tolkien's uh, Lord of the Rings. Uh, we're going to talk about Return of the King here a little bit. Uh, no, I'm joking. So, yeah. Yeah. We we will we'll just side table that for now. Yeah, you know. Hey, I'm still trying to I'm still trying to talk Victus into doing a lore series on the Lord of the Rings, and you know he's pretty hesitant about that. So uh, if you guys could send some tweets to this man and let him know that this is a good thing, and you guys would actually listen to it, okay? Appreciate it. Please don't do that. Thank you. Okay. But Crimson Fortress on the moon, built by the Hive, apparently is going to be filled with and then we finally figure this out nightmares of our past hence why if you've seen the videos if you saw the initial announcement trailer even the launch trailer for shadow keep you're seeing shadowy guardians up in the air you're seeing uh gauls back what crota mm-hmm. what, what is happening here bosses we have fought before are being not reincarnated but they're uh a nightmare version of them is being concocted and you're going to have to fight it. Some kind in what of, way? I don't know. Some kind of crazy hive magic. Yeah, crazy hive magic is going to be happening. So... Uh, that there even either is a darker thing that we're going to have to face. That's the terminology that's being used. So... So we... There's only about one thing darker than the hive. Right. Well, I mean, we know we know that there's still some of uh you know oryx's family left so this could be a continuation of the hive being leaderless and you know this whole thing that uh, eris morn has found here on the moon so mm-hmm. i want to know where this really plays in from a lore and a story standpoint as well because we we know we're getting a dungeon in 
in this specific arena as well. So yep. how does the dungeon play into the story, the nightmares? I know that there's going to be um, a good story that comes along with it. Bungie's always been good at writing stories. But, um, you know, this this is kind of a two-part thing. We are going back to the moon, but we've also got some other areas that we're going back to uh, and seeing some older older things. So uh, we are also getting a brand new function within the game, and that's with our season artifact. Yeah. Uh, this is pretty exciting to me. So this seasonal artifact is basically going to give us the ability to have unlimited power to yes, absolutely. go above and beyond what our in-game cap is. And the in-game cap is 950, if I remember correctly. Let's see here. Powerful cap, 950. Pinnacle cap, 960. So 960. I mean, we're going to be 750 going into this. That's 210 levels above where we're at right now. That's yep. a lot. Yep. And then the artifact will be stacked on... It doesn't start a queue once you hit max level. It will... Well, we, they've alluded to that it'll immediately start accruing experience once you obtain it. Right. Now, that could be at max power level, but we, I see that happening like almost immediately into Shadowkeep. You're going to get this artifact. And as you gain experience, you're going to it's going to level up in power level. Then its power level gets stacked on your actual gear power level. And that's where you're at overall. Now, it won't affect your drop rate of gear. So even though you have a plus 50 power level artifact and you're still only 815, you're still going to get only about 815 level gear minus that extra buff you get out of power, which is about four to seven levels per power armor or power drop, or the item could be four to seven above what your average power level is right now. Right. So, yeah, I, I think it just helps you with dealing with monster, you know, dealing with the strikes and going into really powerful instances and raids mm -hmm. and et cetera. Well, and it, I think it, it goes right back into what we were talking about earlier with the armor 2.0. This is just another way to help customize. And this is something that the community has been asking for for a long time. So, yeah, this is this is definitely an exciting piece. Yeah. Anxious to see how it works and, and actually jump into it. Uh, and we're getting some uh, pretty sweet new techniques called finishing moves. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the, the preview that I saw that I really want is that, uh, that jump spin hook kick, um, <laughs> I, 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 why, why they put it on the Titan? I don't know. That should be a hunter kick all day long. I mean, best class, best move, right? I guess, so, I guess. Duh. Yeah. So, uh, we, not only does it kill your enemies and kind of a really sweet, uh, pan out camera view finishing move but i guess it also can drop heavy bricks for that user which is yeah it, i i i'm almost positive that there was uh areas where they notated that i think if you upgraded either artifact or possibly had mods that on performing a finishing move could do something else like it would it'll be a benefit for you to go do a finishing move to help out with combat which is cool. Which is yeah, which is great because honestly, with how much time it takes you to do a finish move, 
if it didn't provide me any benefit besides the style points, which of course we're going to try to go for style points and take pictures and all that, but in a really intense spot, I'm just going to shoot him. Yeah. I'm just going to shoot him. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to go for that finishing move, but it looks like they're going to make the smart move and make that tie into, it's going to be some benefit to you to do that finishing move, which will help the fire team. Yeah. Which is good. Um, I think it gives a little bit of a support class for each one of the the characters now, which is, which is nice. Yeah. Um, I hope that finishing moves are not tied to, uh, not completely tied to class specific. It looks like one that is very hunter based. Like he pulls out his knives and kind of does this little move or, or maybe finishing moves are not customizable. There will not be anything different between the finishing moves. It would just be how you augment them. Like, there will only ever be one type of finishing move for Warlock, Hunter, Titan. Maybe. I hope that's not the case, and I hope there's different finishing moves you could go for, because that would be an awesome thing to grind for. I would, I would really like to see a system that you could customize. You know, yeah. if you see a Titan do a specific move, uh, because he's gone and done maybe a mission, or, or he, he had an RNG or whatever, maybe the hunter could go after that or, or a warlock yeah. or whatever it might be. I think, yeah. I think that would add a new level of, I got to have that and, and be okay with the grind to the game. Yeah. And maybe, and, and probably we're going to start off with class specific finishing moves. Cause we do have class specific emotes. Uh, the ones that apply to all classes are greatly outnumber the class specific, but it would be cool for them to have those out there that uh, you can go, you can go grind for. Yeah. Right. Cause honestly, after doing the finished move for the 200,000 time, it, it's going to be cool. You're just going to want the bonus from it and move on. Yeah. Right. It's going to lose its luster yeah. of having that finished move. Maybe, maybe could some play people can pull off some pretty awesome moves, even like big bosses if they could and, and, and record it, et cetera, and make some awesome movies. Yeah, I'm 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 curious to see what they do with it, um, how it functions. It'll be neat to see the uh, key bindings that they use for it as well. Yeah, for those for those on on keyboard. Yeah, keyboard. Um, and... I expect them to have something like, you know, it's the, you know, X or cross or you know, just the normal interaction button. Like you've come up to them, they're now low enough health. It says press X to finish. Finish them, and you do. Yeah, so it'll be cool. Uh, yeah. Along with new finishing moves, we are also getting a new raid as well. Um, yeah. It's interesting that we have such a heavy presence with the Shadow Keep story for the Hive, but we are going back to the Black Garden to stop the Vex in this raid, which really, really excites me because one of my favorite raids of all time included the Vex. And yeah. uh, as you and everybody else that played D1, Vault of Glass. Yep, Vault of Glass. Um, still to date, one of the best raids that's uh, been created. So I'm excited yeah. for this one. I'm really excited for the story and how this is going to push forward kind of what we've been waiting on. You know, there's some pretty big pieces that I think this is going to tie together. Or I hope it does. As yeah, as a I, as a lore fan, I hope it does. Well, I do too because it seems uh, face value disconnected 
from what we're getting with Shadowkeeper, they're advertising Hive, Hive, Moon, 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 Moon. But the raid is Black Garden on Venus, I think is where, or just the Black Garden, because I think it was his own reality. So B- um, Black Garden was on the Venus world in, in its own time space continuum thing. Okay. Tiny, tiny, whimy. Uh, we're gonna throw a yeah, doc- we're gonna throw a Doctor Who uh, quote up in there. <laughs> um, so this actually kind of is a cool little segue. I mean, we've got a few other topics to talk about, but with this raid, I mean, if you if you look back um, at Oryx, for instance, and what happened with him, you know, Crota opened up uh, because of his curiosity. Crota opened up this gate for the Vex, and that's how the Vex began invading originally, and I don't know. I think I think the the tie together between the hive and the vex is a lot bigger than we've really given the story credit for. And then if you look at Savathun, which is Oryx's sister, and we've we've heard a lot of rumors and a lot of things about her as well. So originally, she actually gained her knowledge of how to take things by the hive mind that Oryx encountered and this thing the the vex mine yep this this yep. vex mine basically took a a blueprint of Oryx's mind downloaded everything that he had so he he was basically this vex mine was basically Oryx in a machine and Savathun got a hold of this thing and learned how to take stuff so uh, this this new raid excites me um in just the direction that the story could go yeah like just how they are going to tie it into i i really don't want to be something like that pops up randomly yeah like, hey vex are invading from nessus okay by okay. by the way there's this other activity yeah by the way big thing happening go fight it yeah kind of like we've happened with the leviathan but we have backstory on that so it, it made sense why random stuff were happening because he just you know old callus would contact us randomly so it made sense but this would not there i really hope there's some type of tie-in either from the beginning you you get mention of vex activity or or something something's going on that you know we it's not just out of blue it's not just out of the blue reason to go do a raid right well and so the really interesting part about this is a couple of years ago there was some footage leaked of Vex that were coming out of a pool. I'm sure you remember it, where the the Vex milk was, uh, you know, finding the Vex machines. They were kind of walking and coming out of a pool. And there were all these different leaks saying, oh, we've got a new Vex raid or whatever, a new Vex expansion coming. And it happened for a few weeks. And then that whole thing just kind of quieted down. Um, nobody really started you know, saying, hey, we've got these leaks and stuff anymore. It just kind of vanished. And we never heard anything about it. But yet here we are two years later, and that footage has now made its way into um, the Shadow Keep game with the Vex. So either Bungie was really smart and their timelines are freaking amazing, and they knew two years ago that they were gonna have this new raid come out in this expansion. Yeah, <laughs> or it was just happenstance, and somebody done leaked some footage of some Vex that they had put together. 
Um, yeah. I don't think that's the They're case. Like, hey, <laughs> that would be really cool if we include this for the expansions. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. I, I think, I don't know, I think Bungie has got their game together on their story and their timelines uh, a lot more than we give them credit for. I mean, yeah, we've already we've already got confirmation that they're thinking about things five years down the road. Yeah, five years down the road, uh, several different seasons, like what we could look at. So that's that's crazy that we're going to have a continuous, you know, it's really important from a like a story standpoint to make sure everything's connected together. Yeah. Uh, So things don't have to get, uh, you know, swept underneath the rug like that. Hey, that that didn't happen. Okay, (laughs) or just just ignore that. Yeah. So. But uh, so yeah, that's that's most of the PV, PVE stuff coming with Shadowkeep. Uh, they are doing changes not to the uh, actual gameplay of PvP, but how the playlists are going to work. So your directory is going to have a complete remap when you boot up Shadowkeep come October first. Uh, comp was tied into Glory, but the event that will get you Glory, which is competitive. Uh, will be reduced down to survival only. So hallelujah. No more countdown. No more countdown. That was one I of the know. worst games. Right now. It was <laughs> one of the worst game types ever. <laughs> I had difficulty in it. I've talked to some people like, hey, 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 I really loved it. Countdown. I know. I didn't. So there. <laughs> but we're at survival, which is always it's been a good competitive um, mode to keep in. Because even with blueberries coming in, it's really simple. Don't die. Still hard for some, but it's less simple than, hey, go play the objective. Right. Yeah. I, so I think the biggest, uh, the biggest change that I've, we've ever, a lot of people have really wanted to see, uh, like you said, is that competitive side. That competitive yeah. just really hasn't been competitive for a long time. And, you know, with the whole trials ordeal... They took trials out and replaced it with the competitive playlist, which just kind of sucked. So uh, one of the previews that we did see actually had a hunter in the old year two trials gear. But I think that's probably going to be more the transmogrification system than anything, because that's going to be one of those. if If you gained the trials gear from year one of D2, then you are probably going to be able to put that on the the transmog system, which is cool. It was an amazing looking set of gear. Um, I would really like to see trials come back one of these days. That was so fun. And they won. It was hard as heck, but fun. Yeah. Well, it it creates that pinnacle level to reach in PVP uh, to strive for. Not just playing through and getting ranked up in glory or, valor or anything like that you could go and you could form a team you could practice you could reach the lighthouse and get your gear and get your rewards um but i mean we don't have that right now they said they're working on the, and they'll probably won't introduce it until they get a reimagined pvp yeah uh of the state we have it right now uh i also want to call out that uh for those that are worried about team queuing they are going to introduce a solo queue only glory playlist and that's cool so yeah that's awesome for those that hey your team's not necessarily on you don't want to worry about having to go against a team there you go you get to queue up and only people in a fire team of one will be able to queue for it 
yeah, I think that's going to bring a little bit of life back to the uh, the competitive side of things. It's going to be nice. Yeah, for for at least not having to get steamrolled against teams, <laughs> that's going to be huge there. <laughs> that, We've all had it. Happen. That happened it just, all the time. You you would queue up and you would look at the name lists, and these these guys would all have the same team name, and you're I mean, you would just go in knowing that you're done for. And sure enough. Yep. Well, there goes my win streak. Yeah. All right. Bye, guys. So. <laughs> Uh, I, I do uh, like some of the changes that they're talking about for, for the quick playlist as well. Uh, they're talking about uh, bringing in control, clash, supremacy. Uh, supremacy was always a fun game type as well. It, yeah. it, it brought a, it was a unique game style. So yeah. I, I think it, it really uh, took a lot of, a lot of skill at times but to play with your team. And I think it, uh, it brought out some of the, uh, moments where you had to play more offensive than you did defensive because everybody is after those uh you know those those orbs that are dropping so yeah i I, i'm excited for the whole quick play change list and and how they're bringing it it's it's been stale for a long time hopefully the rework will help that getting people to select the things you want to play um Really, the only thing they need next is a map voting system like Halo. Oh, I would so, love to have a map voting system. Oh my gosh, it would be such an amazing, amazing <laughs> thing. Way, yes. Everybody could vote in the new maps, Twilight Gap, and play it. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm expecting those to be like always number one. If they do implement a map choice system to it, how they would do that though, uh, I don't know. But that's that's another big request, which it, no word on if that's coming out. That's just a, a hope from us yeah um, it, but at least from a directory standpoint pvp is going to be really strong yeah i i hope uh some of the other like we were talking earlier the the heavy changes that are coming oh yes so that's going to be an interesting bit because the way the heavy works now is you know say we're playing and i go up and grab a heavy brick but you're right behind me you don't get anything out of that heavy brick I get it all. Nope, you've just hogged it. I have literally hogged everything, but if I go up now in this new system that's coming with Shadowkeep, you have a couple of seconds as a team member to still pick up a uh, some heavy off of this same pickup. I I think it's going to be a good good change, but I've also heard that this system, I mean, the heavy spawns almost instantly, so I think it's going to be a lot of you come in, people are grabbing their their tracking rocket launchers. Truth, for instance, they're going right mm-hmm. for the heavy. You've got two or three team members that that can pick up heavy. Uh, yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be rough, I think. So, it well, I mean, it goes back to the original D one heavy, where you know you you got there, and if there's anybody around them, you you paused. If you were a good team player, you paused for a little bit, like yeah, all right, you made sure to give the indication. I'm about to grab it. Come on, guys, get over here yeah. so you can so you can get some. So that that calls out to it. and it's it's interesting that the way it's going to happen is it's going to fall on the ground, and the enemy team is going to be able to see it and see that oh, our team didn't get it. Yeah. Well, uh, <clears throat> but you can also see that hey, it's been grabbed. There might be guardians running for it to get it, and you could use that to a strategy. You could. Well, and another thing, we've still got the scavenger perk in the game, so. How does that? Play? How does that? Aff- yeah, yeah. How does that affect it? You know, maybe you're the guy who comes in after the bricks already been picked up, and you were only supposed to get one, but now because of scavenger, you get three. So, 
that's going to be an interesting little mode to play with. I'm uh, curious to see what they do with that for sure. I, 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 yeah. I hope it works well. Yeah, same here. That's that's at least one good tuning to heavy um, that's going to take place with with PvP. Yeah. Weapon play and super play that's still coming down the road. Uh, one thing we didn't talk about, um, I didn't have my script here, but it was looking through the TWAB. Yeah, the, uh, this week this at week Bungie that, that came out last Thursday. So is uh, see where did I see it? Oh, the ability to do damage numbers in the game is being tweaked to not affect your overall percentage damage to the boss. It's just displaying. They're changing how it's going to display to you. So right now, if you stack enough damage modifiers on you, especially as a golden gun celestial nighthawk hunter, you could shoot and it would just show all nines. Yeah. Like some final fantasy battle match that you just did. Although in the background, you're doing insane damage to that boss, way more than six nines. Which is crazy. So they're, yeah, which is crazy. So they're changing how the overall percentage to damage that you do is displayed. So it's not going to affect, you know, the, you know, how much percentage you take off that boss's bar compared to what you are now for, for the modifiers that you have. It's just going to change the overall how it displays it. So they're trying to go for a, Hey, you're probably we're we're gonna try to shoot for never having to see the six nines again. So you can at least see numbers, comparable numbers here, and know exactly how much you're doing. So they're bringing that out in Shadow Keep, which is good because people want to look at numbers. So, you know, they want to look at, oh my gosh, I just did, you know, 150,000 when everybody else was doing like 1K. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that make that brings up a good point is any good MMO always has that boss boss bar or, or enemy bar that you get to see, you know, am I really killing this thing? How long is it taking? So that's a, that's a good, good little change. I like that. And then I also like what they're doing with the PVE tuning for the difficulty of, uh, you know, mm. combatants. Yes. So yeah. basically any, any enemy that's 10 to 40 levels higher than you will take less damage, which you know, it's like any other MMO. You go to an area that you're not supposed to be in. You either can't damage it or they take less damage. And then this is a funny one. So any combatant that is a hundred levels or higher above you will be immune. Just the fact that anybody would go try to take on something that's a hundred power levels <laughs> higher than you. What? Why? Why would you do that? Um, <laughs> Well, I mean, it provides a challenge here to where if you're wanting to go against, you can have a little bit more buffer to maybe start trying that event and have a little bit more opportunity to also bring in people that don't have to get one shotted and be, you know, no damage to creatures or monsters that you're fighting in this strike that you're trying to run them through or event that you're trying to get them through. Yeah, they can at least help up to, you know theoretically level 99 but i expect at level 99 you're probably doing abysmally low damage well so, and and they still. they even talked about the the higher level enemies that we can't do damage on or or even just some of the higher level combatants having a specific icon within their within their name so that we we kind of know and i think that's i think that's a cool little you know if you go into an area that you're not supposed to be in maybe it's a skull or whatever it is and you just know that you can't touch those guys so 
I think it's a I think it's a good uh, good change, good uh, quality of life change for for some of that system. Uh, we've also got some economy changes coming, and these have been talked about for for weeks now. But one of the things that I think is important, what we talked about with New Light, is everybody's getting that bump to 750, and you're going to have the floor cap, which is 750. Everybody starts out right at that right at that floor. The soft cap now is going to be 900. So all the drops that we get up to that point are going to be uh, basically upgrades um, to powerful items. And I think the power cap, like we talked about earlier, is 950. So that's kind of the, the cap of the game with the pinnacle cap going to 960. So that's where that seasonal artifact really comes in, I think. And being yep. able to over-level your character to go do the hard, hard things in the game and really take on those big game challenges and you want to test your skill. That's where that comes in. way they're wording this, I expect us to have difficulty, bosses, events, quests mm -hmm. that we not only have to hit max power level, but have a decently leveled up artifact to help us get into it. Yeah. Like, I'm really curious the rate of, of where that's going to come in overall power level wise. If you're going to have to be close to that max level or, or what it may be, maybe it's 960, but you know, if you have an artifact leveled up, you can get in there a lot earlier and gear level wise, you know, it's not leveled up, but I don't know. I hope they do have activities that require you to do a combo of artifact and power level to even attempt it, to get to it. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be... Because if not, then you're going to get to a point where you're just going to steamroll stuff. <laughs> yeah. that And that I don't want to see. Uh, I think they I think they need to make sure the system can be tuned correctly where you don't, uh, where you don't see that. Uh, we've seen it previously in some other instances. So I would like that to be fixed. Uh, there's changes coming to Eververse. Uh, there's now a new cap for Glimmer. Instead of 100,000, we're going to be setting at 250,000 Glimmer. So to me, that just means that Bungie's making things more expensive. And we, we need a lot more Glimmer. Um, that's what that means to me anyways. So 250K. 250K. Um, basically, you're going to be able to collect Glimmer from every other place that we have in past. There's going to be uh, some reductions in kind of the world loot that we get in Glimmer for kills. Looks like there's a reduction in that. There's going to be weekly bounties that are going to award large amounts of glimmer so with that system saying hey if we need a bounty to get a large chunk of glimmer that probably means there's going to be a system in place that costs a lot of glimmer to put something in place um, what that is i don't know but uh, hopefully the economy is somewhat fixed it's a little broken as it is today and has been for a while and i hope that the new system fixes some of that. Yeah. Oh, and Zur's got yeah. Zur's got some changes coming as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the what we know as the faded engram will now have the year two exotics be able to drop from that. So if there's anything that we haven't collected, we cannot get them from Zur. And of course, those are going to cost legendary shards and 
I'm sure the legendary shard is going to be precious material once we get in there. And uh, we'll see what kind of materials the new arena of destiny is going to require. Yeah, for sure. And um, I would encourage each of you out there that's listening, go watch. If you want to learn about some of the patch notes, the changes coming in more detail, um, the information we got was from videos, from articles, and also from the TWABs this week at Bungie's that have been released over the last couple of weeks. Go read them. A whole bunch of stuff. Like I'm looking at patch notes here. I'm like, ooh, a whole lot of quality of life stuff that are coming to old content that is going to make it even better for those that haven't done it or even those that want to go back and grind it some more for armor or you're missing that weapon, etc. Yeah. So a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, just tons of cool stuff coming out. Uh, I think Bungie is definitely on a course correct. They have been for a while. They're doing a good job. I think they're listening to the community. I think they're going to put a lot of really cool systems in place. And they've even said that if there's a system that we put in place and the community doesn't like it, we're listening and we will make changes. So yep. I like that. I like that we now have uh, a gaming community that has a voice. And I also like that we have a development community that's listening well enough to go, yeah, we made a mistake. And they're okay with saying that. And I, I, think, I think Destiny's future is uh, looking good. I think there's a lot of stories still to be told. There's a lot of things still to do, and there's a lot of content still to be downloaded. Yes, and now now we get into our talk of what we hope for Shadowkeep. Yeah. And our future look. I mean, we, we kind of already touched a little bit on it with the story. I think, you know, the story with Savathun is still out there. I mean, she's mm -hmm. one of the the largest looming characters that we have in the game right now. That's probably the most mysterious and where she's really at. We got to see some of that lore with um, some of the taken and little tidbits that we got even from destiny one. But then if you go into destiny two with the queen and her story, she's still out there and she has a lot to do with what Sabathun is doing. We've got, the whole overshadowing thing of the darkness i mean that's still a that's still a thing the triangle ships are still coming <laughs> and then we've got this whole new piece with with shadow keep and the effects and i think i think there's a healthy healthy story still being unfolded i hope they hit that story though like what hive story we are going to experience in this crimson fortress really needs to continue with this really ominous either sabathun vibe or overall darkness vibe it is leaning towards it yeah but darkness vibe we've been getting story content wise about these different sh shadow players that are happening in the background you know it really needs to keep on that not be something separate yeah i'd expect something separate from seasons that get released season DLC. Yeah, but not the main story. Not the main story. Yeah, that that they have to nail. Yeah. Um, I think I think with the main story being said, there was a lot of stuff left off in the Forsaken that was a good segue, and we didn't really get a continuation of that story with 
some of the other seasons that we've had up until now. So it was like they wrote the book and then the book kind of paused like a good, a good suspenseful book does and mm-hmm. waits for the story to continue. So we've got the queen, we've got the darkness, we've got Savathun, we've got the hive still, we've got the Vex coming up. Um, if, if Bungie can play their cards right, I think this can be an amazing story. But like you said, if they choose to do this like off the wall, oh, by the way, here's this other little piece over here, then I think it's going to upset the community and they're going to lose a lot of their player base. Yeah. Which doesn't look like they're going to be going, I mean, from, from the way they've acted to this point and shaping destiny so far, it does not look like that. And that's, that's, let, ex- let, yeah, looks like they'll continue with that. But to your point, if they don't, it will be a blunder from mm. Bungie. Yeah, it will. Well, and we've got another piece that was spoken about in Forsaken that um, was kind of a big, oh my gosh, moment. And then it was just <clears throat> left and never really touched on again. And that was the moment when there was a picture and a video of a ghost coming into the Dreaming City and finding the prince. Who was yeah, who, Holdren Sov's alive. Holdren Sov is now alive, and he is a flipping guardian. We don't know what happened to it. What? <laughs> There's been no, no talks about it whatsoever. Zero. So you've got Holdren Sov, the queen, Savathun, the darkness. There's still a massive ton amount of story. You've still got story left from the Drifter. Because that quest that we talked about earlier from the Drifter, where you get to learn his backstory, it even yep. in the in the quest guide even says to be continued. So there's more still to come on him. There's still more to be talked about from the Vanguard. Um, one thing that I always wanted to see was a like funeral for Cade. I kind of wanted to see uh, a replacement for Cade as well to come in and, and take over the Hunter Vanguard. Maybe that's still coming. Who knows? I, I don't really know what they've got planned. I think they've kept things under wrap uh, and they're doing a good job of it. So the mix of story, that's always been biggest for me. Um, the lore, I think they're going to do a good job and continue with the lore. The quality of life changes. I think that's really the next big thing for me. And it seems like they will continue with those quality of lives pending the feedback of the community. Yeah. It goes into like as long as it's actually fixable type of quality of life like long as something is not so broken that it, it was like a DNA aspect of shadow keep, they're going to fix it. Yeah. You know, they can do as much testing in the one, but get it out into millions of users, then you'll figure out, okay, yeah, okay, that needs to be fixed. Got it. Yeah. But we'll see. So let's see. Um, Got to nail the story. Got to be connected. That quality of life, keep it up. Looks like they are. Between the patch notes I'm reading right now and what we've already read, they're going to nail it. Um. And then they they said they are, but they don't need to delay the PvP changes any longer. Yeah. 
Like maybe either that's going to become like a mid between now and next season patch, or it may hit with next season, but it really can't go much farther than that with the broken state of where PVP is at. If you don't have, like if you're, if you don't have the meta weapons or know how to use the, the meta supers, you're going to have a hard time. Yeah. Right now. Yeah, I mean, there's really only three things that work inside crucible right now. That's your meta weapon. Uh, your hand cannons are huge right now. Yep. Um, yep. And if you are good with, like you said, the meta supers, then if your team can coordinate correctly, you're pretty much the dominant pack within within that match. And uh, yeah, there's not a lot of variety in PvP right now, so there's not really a lot of weapon testing you can do because there's just only a couple of things that are good enough to actually kill things in the PvP. And supers are just kind of boring now because you get them so fast so frequent so yeah pvp definitely needs to be reworked and i really really hope that there is a ton of just open world new things to go do in shadow keep new lost sectors new story new new material just you know your typical grindy stuff that you get to do just to go see the world and experience it and look at it I'm right there with you in in wanting that. So, T minus one and a half days. One and a half we'll days. To, we'll we'll get to find that out. Uh, I will not be playing till that afternoon, which will be absolute killing me. But then I'll be playing almost nonstop the next three days. Same uh, for sure all day Wednesday because I'm taking off like third and a half this week. That happens to coincide with shadow keeps believe it it just happened that yeah, way just happened you know just happened yeah no big deal no, no big deal no. uh i so will, i'll be playing that both off off stream and on stream will probably not be able to play shadow keep day one it will probably be day two for me yeah yep. I, yeah i don't know confirm when uh for sure destiny 2 is going to be down for 24 hour maintenance starting midnight tonight or possibly in the morning at normal downtime. Uh, they're going to take it down for 24 hours, so nobody's going to be able to play even tomorrow night. So we're just going to kind of twiddle our thumbs looking at the, lo uh, the loading looking at our download file. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, we'll uh, recommend all those that uh, haven't to definitely go download New Light. Try it out. Yeah. See what you think. I know there's. I'm watching some streamers that haven't played Destiny at all. Maybe not even Destiny One, and they they picked up Forsaken just recently, playing through it, and they're like, "It's starting to get them hooked." Mm. I can see it. Yeah. And, and New Light will do that to you. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. And if it's not your thing, it's not your thing. But I encourage you. It's going to be free October first. Go grab it. Go grab it, guys. And I think that's a perfect segue to wrap up this show and close this evening out of destiny 2 and i also think we need to talk about some of the new things that we have going especially you because we've got some congratulations that are due because victus just recently within this last week hit affiliate on his twitch channel and that was all due to you guys and the support so you guys keep it up keep on the push uh, go follow him you can find him out at twitch.tv Victus underscore Dark Arrow. Go show that man some love. And we love all you. Thank you for the support. Thank you guys for listening. 
Uh, you guys have been an amazing audience, and we really appreciate all the likes, all the shares, all the comments, and uh, you guys just keep rocking it. Absolutely. And completely echo what Detach said, and I thank you all for uh, you guys that what keeps us, uh, or especially you know, Twitch channel, get me to feel it. That is all you guys right there. Uh, either whether it's streaming or whether it's making podcasts, we are just a bunch of geeks that like to make this content, talk about it or stream it. And we are greatly appreciative that you guys enjoy it, listen to it and show support for that. Yeah. Uh, if you did enjoy this episode, you can be sure to subscribe to the show and drop us a review over on iTunes, Spotify, or any of your favorite podcasting apps. You can also connect with us over on Twitter, Instagram, or our website at allthingsgeekery.com. Uh, those links will be in the show notes below. Yeah, and if you guys have any other topics or specific things you want us to talk about in a future show, uh, you can let us know over on our social media sites, or you can email those topics to us at podcastatg at gmail.com. But guys, that wraps up this podcast. So as always, you guys stay awesome, and we will see you in the next episode.